Welcome, everybody. I'm Rob Richardson. Welcome to Disruption Now, and welcome to our special episode of The Breakdowns. Great to have you again. Uh, Before we get started, though, I want to invite you to make sure that if you're watching us on YouTube, to go ahead and hit that like button, and please write a review. That's how more people can learn about us. That's how more people can uh, can understand what we're doing. If you're listening to us uh, via podcast, whether it's on Apple, it's on Google, it's SoundCloud, however however you may choose, please, please, please write us a review. Uh, it'll make sure more people can hear us and learn about us. Uh, and if you just want to hear more information, please text Disrupt to 71007 for show updates, news, and more. But for now, let's get right to the show. We are discussing Jesse Smollett and really what that means for uh, how we think about and how we view things. People talk about social media as if it's some new phenomenon, if it's, as, as if it's doing something to our brains, and there may be something to that, but it's not doing anything new. Our brains are pre-wired, whether we believe it or not, to be biased. It is in the, it's, in, it's human nature, it's in our brain, and all social media does is amplify that. So the Jesse Smollett case is the latest example of what I think is going to be a reoccurring phenomenon here uh, and all around the world, but there's a special place right now. I think there's a special thing we can really talk about uh, there, there, there's no question that tensions are heightened in America more than they ha- ever have been in my lifetime. I won't say ever because that's a really drastic statement. Ever in my lifetime, I will say. If you look at what's going on, if you look at the current uh, environment in our politics, if you look at who our president is, certainly uh, things are at, at, a, at a hyper level when it comes to tensions. So when Jesse Smollett was uh, allegedly attacked, a lot of people were aimed to believe it. And they were aimed to believe it even when uh, there, were, there were legitimate questions that were raised that folks didn't want to raise because they didn't want to be seen as not believing his story, not taking his story seriously, especially given in the age of Trump when, when the story was two people who were strong uh, Trump supporters wearing Make America Great Again hats came up and violently attacked him, allegedly. Uh, people believe the story because Charlottesville, because of the current environment. There's, it was understandable why some people believed it, but... Uh, people didn't raise the questions when they had to be raised. Uh, and what's interesting is uh, Fox News actually, not Fox News, it was uh, Bill, Bill Maher who brought up a point. And I want to bring my panel in on, I have James Keyes with me and Carlton Washington. Uh, you know, Bill Maher said an interesting thing. Bill Maher, can, can, uh, he does what he does well. He can grab attention and he says very direct and sometimes controversial statements. But, but Bill Maher said a, said a statement that, you know, this shows why victims shouldn't always be believed, but they should be taken seriously. So and he said, there's nothing more powerful right now. These are his words, not mine, in America than being a victim. Carlton, I want to open up with you to see, do you agree with that? Is that the problem? Is that the lesson from the Jesse Smollett case? What do you think? Yeah, and I'm glad he said it. Uh, I think he's 150% right. Uh, it's something that's discussed to me, quite honestly, for, for a couple of years now. I don't know where this new phenomenon came from of, anybody being able to come up and accuse you of something or anybody be able to say anything, you just right off the bat, believe it. And so, yeah, I believe the more is right. Uh, I think uh, this Jesse guy has done a huge disservice to at least three, four, five different groups of people at one time. Uh, he's actually, <laughs> that's true. I, I think there's universal agreement on that. The first person probably in years to actually unify uh, this country around one thing. Everybody hates that guy. So, um, but I think that, yeah, this really needs to be brought up personally. I, you know, Jimmy is the lawyer or James is the lawyer. So I'll refer to him. I don't know anything about legislation, but legislation 
in my opinion, needs to be brought up addressing this issue right here because too many people's lives are being ruined right now by false allegations, false stories. Um, I mean, even Donald Trump has got to be like, what the hell, man? Really, dude? Like, you know, you could have thought of something better than that. And, and it just makes everybody look bad, man. And it takes away credibility from people who are really victims. And, 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 and so this, this topic really frustrates me a lot. Um, everybody's a victim now, uh, can, can be a victim of allegations. Um, and, and a lot of these victims aren't really victims. They're just people like this guy who have an agenda uh, or mental illness. And so uh, this really needs to be addressed before it gets out of hand. It's one of those issues. It's not a black issue. It's not a white issue. It's, it, you know, it, it affects wealthy people and more, more, more to do, more affecting people that have things to lose than it does other people. So people who are ambitious and people who are highly educated, people who are successful in business, politics, things of that nature, really need to be concerned about this issue. Uh, if you Jane, have kids, I'm sorry, just to finish, if you have kids who you plan on being successful, um, athletes that you plan on being successful, this is a huge problem. It needs to be nipped in the bud right now because anybody can come up and say anything these days, and next thing you know, it's on the news. And, and where does it stop? James, is that the problem or, or is this just an outlier a case that people are using as something to confirm something that they want to believe? Well, it's both. It is a problem. I and mean, somebody can tell a lie like that for it and have an obvious agenda. Um, now, presuming he's telling a lie, the facts suggest that he's telling a lie. But, you know, to the same point, uh, I'm not going to out and out declare that the guy there's no basis in truth. Uh, because the problem is humans, people jump to conclusions. That's what we do. So if you're in a, if, if you are among us people and you know that people jump to conclusions, people are going to use that and exploit that to their advantage. I think the law does account for that in the sense that he's being charged. Just, nobody went to jail because he's of my, he might be, he might be going to jail. Well, it, no, the people he accused or the, you know, right. the, 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 it's not an issue where someone lost their freedom because of that. With True. the allegations you see around, it's generally not people are making false allegations and people go to jail. Now, that does happen. Our system is supposed to make that the, the, the exception, the rare. That's what beyond a reasonable doubt is in place for. But that's in terms of criminal liability. But people lie about other people all the time. People about lie, lie about each other in business. People lie about each other in, in personal life. And so it's not really much of a stretch to, to think that and to see that, yeah, people lie about allegations and stuff too. And unless you're going to create legislation that stops people from jumping to conclusions or assuming the worst or assuming the best about somebody because they either uh, dislike them or like them respectively, it's, it's just it's part of the human condition. It's terrible. Yeah, it happened. Right. I think the real victim here are the people who actually have these issues. They, they, they are attacked legitimately. And then you have these fraudulent guys that are out saying, oh, yeah, I was attacked, too. Hi, yeah, everybody, you know, feel bad about me. Right. And they're lying. They're lying. Like, that undermines the credibility of the people who actually do have things happen to them because that happens as well. And so you can't go so far to the other side, which is Bill Maher's point, where you have to take people seriously when they say stuff, but that doesn't mean that you have to believe. And so you, we have investigators or we you can hire lawyers or private investigators to try to get to the bottom of something. Uh, we can't just shout down anybody who accuses people of things, but at the same time, you can't take everyone's word for it because there are people that will exploit that. It, 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 is, go ahead, Carlton. Problem is, is, is this is the thing though. The dam there's nothing to be done about the damage that has taken place when it comes to someone's reputation. Uh, luckily in this matter, he's, he, his target was so large. It was like a, a group or a sector of people or political or whatnot. But when you, when you have an individual being accused, 
um, especially with these these recent sexual allegations that almost everybody's got one now. Um, there, you cannot repair the damage has been done. You cannot take the imagery out of someone's head. The damage has already been done and nothing is there to account for it. Even if it's been happening forever, when someone goes public nowadays, it's different. Social media, the media, um, all, all of this happens so quickly now and it sticks, it sticks to the web. Um, there's sites that use this for extortion. So what is to be done to, to, to curb the damage that's happening to individuals when they're truly innocent and this and it's just an allegation? But how? But 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 you know, it's it's a fair point. But let let's just say this: when you look at racial attacks and hate hate crimes, it is a fact uh, that they have gone on the rise in the last three years. It's it's. I mean, Charlottesville happened. Uh, the 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 shooting uh, in Pittsburgh happened right before the 2018 election. I mean, there are these things are happening, and people believe Jesse because of the environment and because things. It is factual to say that these attacks are happening. Sexual assaults are happening. Uh, and have been happening for a while. So people are more likely, I think, to take things more seriously when before these things you were just able to just to say, OK, whatever. And people didn't pay attention. So we and have to find that balance. By extension, con men are more likely to try con men or con women are more likely to try to exploit that. That's what Jesse was doing. This is about Jesse. If, if what he if if he was lying. And this is complete fabrication. And what the, the police are saying is what happened. And it looks like highly probability. He's a con man. You know, he, he's he is. He wanted to raise. He wanted to raise. A horrible yeah. one. <laughs> and he's gonna instead he's gonna get a demotion and he might lose he looks like he, he like he might lose his position on Fox, which is you know, it's might. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Hey, Fox might bring him back. Look, I don't know. It might be good for business for them. I don't know. They uh, they don't I'm s i am think he should, but maybe they he might not lose it. Maybe that's a maybe Fox decision. Yeah, it's a business decision. He eyeballs, I think he's gone. Uh, but if they think he brings eyeball eyeballs, who knows? Who's speak, but speaking to Fox News, though, so I want to actually get to Fox News next. You know, I, I think I think Fox News began to show its own bias. When, when we look at uh, begin. Uh, begin, yes. Well, sorry, that's a good point. They read they, they show that they have the same bias um, and social media, of course, allows us to do that. James, you actually made an interesting point that everybody lies at some point. A great book makes that point. And social media amplifies that everybody lies and people even lie to themselves on social media. And Fox News is again lied to themselves. So, you know, the, this is a clip that they played talking about Jesse Smollett. And they said Jesse Smollett and what he did could have led to a racial riot. Let's just let's just hear that. You got you to gotta just hear that. It's not about him. It's about others who could falsely do this and the ramifications. Now, you're a repeated victim of violent crime yourself. Now, just so when, yeah. it come, when it comes to Jesse, this easily could have been a race riot. When you talk about they exactly. attacked me because I was black, they threw bleach on me, they attacked me because I was gay, they, uh, they used to, this is MAGA country. You know, there's people who are already on the edge uh, when they wake up in the morning. All they need is something to set them <laughs> off. Think about exactly. how the, this could have blown up. Mm. Like you mentioned, well, it could have caused riots. No kidding. So what's interesting is that they say that, and I'm just wondering, what are they talking about? When, has the la- when is the last riot you know when folks came out of, I don't know, uh, you know, Compton and, and moved all the way up to the to Baldwin Hills and other places in L.A. or wherever you want to say in Florida, uh, they moved from the hood and they moved up to have a racial riot. Like, I don't what are they talking about? Well, Rob, I honestly, um, honestly, I, I, I really. So all the different news stations and media outlets have a different level of bullshit. Um, Fox is almost like at the number one level of bullshit. But that doesn't discount 
CNN and MSNBC, which spews bullshit all night uh, via Rachel Maddow and all this crap, you know, Chris Cuomo all day. That's extremely biased to the left. Um, I think Fox News takes it to another level. But really, for so for one, I do think Fox News is right because if people had rallied around this guy and it, it could have really gotten out of hand. Now, for them to identify this one situation, that's where they're like really pushing it. But they are right. But at, at the end of the day, you know who's really to blame for all this stuff who's worse than Jesse and, and all these other people. You know, your people are bringing up like Charlottesville and all these issues. It's the media itself. It is Fox. It is CNN. It is MSNBC. They are feeding this crap to the American people. And they're also feeding off of the American people's emotions. And they're just spinning it over and over again. They're creating this stuff. Who knows if we didn't have a Charlottesville if it wasn't for these media outlets because they're the ones that are fueling it. They're the ones sitting there like waiting for the next story, waiting for the next riot. And they know we're going to watch a fight. We're going to watch the drama. And that's what they're feeding. So they're all guilty. And, and I think they are the root cause of all this because when you actually get people together outside of the media and they're calm and they're around the break room, you can have a, you know, a rebel flag waving redneck and a black dude from the hood. And they work blue-collar jobs, and they're in the break room, and they're just shooting the shit, talking about, you know, the football game or whatever, man. But we're all the same. And these people, they just highlight and outline the worst of us and feed it to us and, and recycle it, and, and they're causing the problem, in my opinion. Now, well, there is some truth uh, to the fact that the media will amplify divisions and exploit those for profit. You cannot say that the media is the root of the problem. No. The media is covering people. Now, bringing, it, this, the bringing information to light does not actually create the problem. The information was there. The fact that there are people who would throw on hoods and burn a cross doesn't exist because of the media. What, there was a there rally was in, in Dayton, or there's a is, is it right up, the, right up the street from you, Rob. Uh, that's, not the, that's not a media creation. Now, the media definitely is exploiting emotional... And, and the emotional issues, topics that people are passionate about or that get people riled up for profit. They, they want to, if, if they just tell you the news straight, then people will turn it off and watch reality TV or something else. They know that now. So they have to tell you things in a way that's going to fire you up. And that's why everybody has their, their presentation or their spin. Um, I, I do think that more effort is made on, in some circles to spin things versus there is such thing as presenting thing in a way that's consistent with American values, consistent with the idea of integrity, consistent with the idea of freedom, consistent with the idea of, of obeying the law and obeying and respecting other people's humanity. So that's not spin if you say, hey, we shouldn't shit on each other all the time. That's just taking that position and viewing things from that angle. Right. Um, but at the same time, the, the concept of the race riot, I, I, I can understand why they would present it as that. Uh, race riots, you know, pe that's the big fear of, uh, that you know, people hold up and say, oh, people are going to get in the street and fight about race. They're, they're, they're white supremacists trying to start race riots now. Um, people are always afraid of the next, you know, Watts riots or, or the riots for, uh, that it, it followed the, um, the Rodney King situation. But I know that a lot of those, they deal with actors of the state doing bad things not just private citizens doing bad things private we all take the risk that private citizens are going to do us dirt do, do us dirty at some point what we shouldn't have to take the risk though is that the state actors of the state are going to do us dirty and so i do think there's a different level there and this smollett case didn't really bring in that no it um, didn't no and, and i think when you look at it look um 
do does the media create this? No, I think the media amplifies it. And we all have, you know, there's there's bias in our brain. We all have it. That's just factual. Then there's societal bias. And if the media wasn't here right now, if CNN and MSNBC and Fox weren't doing this, uh, we have social media where anybody's a journalist, right? That without any type of facts, they come out on Twitter and people believe whatever it is. You know, my, uh, my, my, my father said this all the time, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. And on Twitter, I would say, believe none of what you hear, none of what you see and don't and, and discount all of it. If you see it on Twitter, if you see it on social media, but people believe it automatically. You know, I was, I had a conversation well, they believe with my, it because they want to believe it though. It's not that, and, and, and I know you're going to go into this today, but it's not that they're right. going through some rational thought process and weighing the, the, the pros and the cons and the facts. Correct. They, it, it's something that appeals to them that they would want to believe. And so therefore they'll buy in. And that's how all humans are, by the way. I mean, like right. that's not something that's a right issue or a left issue. And, and I think that's, uh, to Carlton's point, that is what is being exploited by the media right now is that right. they know, they, the, the psychology knows now that we are drawn to things. It's good, that, that, that confirmation bias is powerful. We are drawn yeah. to things that confirm we to believe. us that we yeah. were right all along. Yes, that's yeah, correct. Because- and, and, and the media, and we want to, go to, want to get to the social media part, we know that these companies will not only know that, but they will just target it. So you just see, it's even worse than just having Fox News or CNN or, or, or MSNBC. Now you have Facebook, Instagram, knowing what you click on, knowing what you like, and they only regurgitate what you focused on. And so you don't get any other points. So if you're a person that believes that Trump, it has, there's a conspiracy theory against Trump, and they know that every article and every friend you have, that's all you're going to see. And that looks like, the truth. And you believe it. And it seems to be the truth. It's not. And you can honestly have a genuine belief in that. And what I'm seeing is that um, obviously most people are not conscious enough to do this. But if you make a conscious effort, you can actually see through the BS. And so like I do hear people every once in a while who are like, I flip the stations. So I'll go from MSNBC. I'll go to Fox. I'll go to CNN. And then I'll go do my own research, you know, something that's less politicized or, or less biased. And then you come to form opinion from there. I, I make sure that my friends list on, on Facebook is diversified. So I meet people all the time, you know, especially I went to HBCU. All your friends are black. You know what I mean? And you're living like in this world where all black people, most of them are supporting the Democrat Party or liberals. And anything outside of that becomes wrong. And so I, I, I get so frustrated when I see that. So you got you, you to gotta make sure that you are, you know, consciously putting yourselves in different groups of people to get different ideas. But uh, sadly, I guess most people are not doing that these days, which is leading to your point, um, which I think is quite disturbing. And, and you're seeing this on these media stations. Now they've tapped into it. You know, you go around, somebody watches MSNBC there. You cannot, Donald Trump cannot do one thing right. And that's not life. You know I mean? There are some things that he does right. And there's some things that he does wrong. There's some things Republicans do good. And there's some things that they do bad and they can't even call out their own, you know, on, on, on a left, on a left leaning station or on a right leaning station, which is horrible these days. So that is a, is a really big that, problem. Yeah, that actually is the biggest problem we face. Right. If you ask me the, the fact that everyone has descended into their own huddle, their own tribe, and these tribes are based on ideology and you can't even agree on the facts with the other side. Like they're not the fact, like, did this guy get hit on the head? Yes right. or no? And There's alternative like, well, facts now. He no, he didn't get hit on the head. And your opinion is based on which group you're in. And, Correct. You know, and so that's a problem. But, and it does require effort 
You know what I mean? And you, I think you, you, you stated this, C, but I, I think you understated it. It requires a lot of effort to a lot of effort, information and from a lot of different sources and make your own opinion on things. I think that's being a good citizen. Um, I mean, again, I, 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 one, of the, one of my themes when I look at all these things is, you know, everybody says they're patriotic and they're, 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 all, they're about America, but, you know, are you really doing your civic duty if you're just a partisan? You know, absolutely. You the, all the writings about this country, partisanship is looked at very bad from all of the founders. Partisanship is considered evil, you know, and so they, they tried to figure out ways to keep it out. Um, and, and um, yet they were very partisan. You see why. You're right. But, you know, to your point, partisanship has always has been a part of us since Hamilton oh, yeah, and, it's been and there. Uh, Jefferson <laughs> and Jefferson. And it was there. And what we have to do, and I think we. Whenever we find ourselves in these hard, uncomfortable questions, when you talk about race, when you talk about politics, when you talk about any of these things that are uncomfortable, uh, we have to, instead of substituting the easy answer, which is what the mind wants to do, substitute what you want to know, challenge yourself in these situations because that's the easy thing to do. So I think it's not, it's not realistic to say every time you can check your bias because you really can't. But, but, but I believe if people are willing to say when it comes to matters of race and politics and, and things like that, that they pause for a second and really, really try to see, am I really being biased in this? Is there another way to see this? And if we're willing to ask those questions, I think we can really, really overcome this. We know politicians are going to exploit it. We know the media is going to exploit it because, frankly, that's where the mind wants to go. That's where the money is. But if people are willing to listen, they're willing to engage, we can move past this BS and we can maybe actually do things that can help the American people. So with that, I want to, I want to get to the last point on Jesse Smollett. And what I want to talk about what he is obviously doing now. Uh, I think it's really clear that he did this. I mean, the man was stupid enough to write a check. I mean, he clearly has a committed. I, <laughs> I mean, like, wow. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> he wrote a check. I mean, anyway, I mean, my God. He wrote a check. And there's all types of evidence that it, it makes it clear that he was lying, or at least most of what he said wasn't true. Uh, and so he's going to the defense, though, that some people, of course, don't want to, will believe him. And he's going back to the, the race card. He pulled it out like a credit card, right? He's using it and he's using it to help his defense. My question is, has he lost his black card privileges? What? I mean. <laughs> he's lost every card. He's lost every card privileges. Like I said before, this is the first guy in years to unite the whole country around one cause. Nobody's messed with this dude. He has no cards. Nothing. I mean, I couldn't even hire him at my place, dude. I can't you know, get his job back at Fox. I, he can't go anywhere, man. I mean, I'm surprised he's not on suicide watch right now, bro. Like, you know, that's what suicide was, like, reserved for, bro. Like, when you do stuff that's just so bad that you can't even be redeemed from it. I mean, <laughs> this guy is just, like, he's, he's the worst, man. It's unforgivable because the thing is, as a forgiving person, it's cool if you made up the story once you went to police. You know what? We can always backtrack that. But you double down, triple down, quadruple down on it on national television. And then you called yourself the gay Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really say that? Yes, bro. There's a, a he went on stage and a crowd and an audience said, I am the gay Tupac. Well, he was serious. And now, wow. even after being proven to be lying, he's still doubling down on it. So this guy, you lost all your chances, dude. I mean, how could you be so bold and so mentally ill and so stupid on top of that? I mean, oh my God. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's it looks black bad. Card, bro. Yeah, James, final thoughts. I'll, I'll tell you this, um, you know that the, the quote unquote black card. I don't like that terminology, but that exists because there is a shared sense, generally, of 
the uphill battle that's faced to be taken seriously, be treat, treated with a certain level of humanity. But definitely that is not something that applies here. This guy brought this on to himself. He's not being treated unfairly. And in fact, he's being treated with much more privilege than Absolutely. any normal black person off the street would be treated with something like this. Um, Absolutely. This was a celebrity issue more than a black yep. issue. If he wants to find some solace with his people, he shouldn't be turning to the black folks. He should be turning to the celebrities and say, hey, because if, if somebody else makes this allegation, they're looking at them like, yeah, right. You know, already. The only reason why he even got in the front door is because he is who he is, you know, and, and, and brings the celebrity with it. So. I don't think that something like the quote unquote black card here is something that, that can be played. Um, this isn't some, there, there wasn't some oppressor here that was, that made him do this and it put him in this situation where he had to do this Pressure so he could get a higher salary. Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, like this dude, I mean, he's on his own, you know, unless, like I said, he can, he can get some celebrity telethon for his legal bills. You know, because they, 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 those are his people right now. Because nobody else would even get taken seriously with this. All right. Well, we'll leave it on that note. Uh, Rob Richardson here with you. James Keys, Carlton Washington. Until next time, Disruption Now, The Breakdown. Welcome to Disruption Now. I'm your host, Rob Richardson. Uh, we have a great topic today. We're talking about Robert Kraft and what we can learn from this. Should we actually uh, legalize sex workers? Is there, is there more to be learned from this? Should Robert Cla- uh, Kraft lose his team? What is it that America can learn from this? And what should we all learn from this? But before we get there, as always, I want to uh, make sure that if you're watching us on YouTube, please like us, hit a review button. That's how more people can learn about us. If you're listening to us uh, via podcast on Apple iTunes, or if you're listening to us on Google Play or SoundCloud, however you might be listening to us, please subscribe and be sure to write a review so more people can learn about disruption, more people can learn about the breakdown and be engaged in this uh, great topic and these great conversations. All right. So Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft. Wow. 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 Of all the things that I did not expect to happen or to be discussing, I would not, I would not expect to be discussing Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots worth six and a half billion dollars being caught up soliciting prostitutes and, um, actually going to a really cheap place, like a, a cheap mall. He went to a cheap mall where somebody right out of college would go to. He just went there and walked in and he's worth six and a half billion dollars. I got to say this for a reason. And somehow he finds himself in there, but he's there. He gets caught up and it's a whole sex ring now. Uh, and some people were being uh, caught up in a sex slave uh, trafficking. He was not a part of that. He's, he, allegedly, he was not, he was not accused of that. Uh, he's not being accused of that at all. He's just essentially being accused of you know, um, getting some action while he went to a massage parlor and getting a happy ending a couple times, twice in a day. He's seventy-seven, but okay, he's 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 there allegedly getting those. But I hear he's not fighting the charges, so it's maybe not so allegedly anymore. But he's he's going to get out of this. Like he's got six and a half billion dollars. He's going to be he's he's going to get out of this. The greater question is, should he have to have gotten into this? Is there is there a better way to protect? the exploitation of women, because I, I believe these laws, their intention was, and I hope still is, uh, to protect uh, women, to protect minors, to keep them from uh, being exploited for sex and for slavery. And it seems to me the best way to protect anything and protect anybody is to bring things above ground. And, um, but I don't know. I want to actually have a conversation about what we should do to prevent this, because we can't pretend as if there's not millions of Robert Krafts and people that are doing this every day. And, and the question is, what is the best way to prevent 
people from being exploited, to, to prevent sex workers from being exploited, to prevent the poor from being exploited. Because that's really, I would think, should be the goal of any law, not just to have a law to punish people to punish people. So what is the lesson in, in the Robert Kraft situation other, other than somebody that's worth six and a half billion dollars probably shouldn't walk into a strip mall to get a massage? <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you this. The Robert Kraft situation really does bring to light and hopefully it can hit people, the light bulb can come on, that the laws as they stand now do not serve the purpose that they uh, are, are allegedly there to serve. I don't believe, I don't give people the benefit of the doubt that these laws are in place because of such sex traffic. I think people just like to tell other people what they can and cannot do. And this is just one area where that's what's going on is that, hey, we don't want you to have consensual sexual relationship if money has changed hands. We're okay with it if dinner has changed hands or if um, drinks are changed hands or you can buy somebody a, a purse or something and do that. But if it's just straight cash, no way. We, that's going to be illegal. It can be not, not frowned upon, but actually illegal. And the travesty here is that by pushing it all underground, it's something that happens. It's, it's the oldest profession in the world, according to the Bible. And if something, ha if, if, if that's going to happen no matter what, which it is, then by making it illegal, you actually provide cover for the bad people in the industry, the people that are exploiting the women that are engaged in sex trafficking, which is a terrible thing. And we need to find the people that do that, expose them. And the way to do that isn't to give them a crowd of consensual people, consensual adults. Take away the consensual adults, move them out of the equation so that if anybody's messing around with minors or if anybody's messing around with, um, with forced labor, then they stick out like a sore thumb because they're the ones that are hiding. Everybody else is out in the open. Um, and, but I think our society just hasn't advanced to that, you know, to that stage. It, it blows my mind. I don't see it as much different than uh, somebody playing professional football versus somebody being in a sex worker. I just don't see the difference. They both use their body. They're good to go from about 20 to about 40. And then after that, you know, that's it. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I actually do agree with Jimmy for the most part here. Um, first of all, uh, this is a very interesting topic that I see. Uh, one, because I think for Robert Kraft, uh, you're seeing that the public doesn't really care. Uh, if that's the sentiment I'm kind of getting is people are kind of getting tired of these stories. Like, who cares? And anybody that's sitting there watching this or at their home right now, who's surprised that Robert Kraft did this, um, I think you need to take a look at yourself or take a look around you because uh, these places are on the corner of every single city uh, in the country, and it, they're all the same, all the same setup. Um, I think they're doing injustice by mixing his name with the word trafficking because Robert Kraft was not trafficking anything. Um, I think that this story should blow over for him. I think that, uh, like you guys said, this uh, it should be legalized. Uh, and South Florida already almost seems like it is legalized. I mean, you can go into pretty much any strip club, any corner down here and pay for it. It's extremely well known. Um, so it's not like law enforcement really cares because it's not a secret. And so, so th that's know. actually an interesting point. I want to bring that up because when I thought about this case, I'm, I, I thought, OK, he's worth six and a half billion dollars and they're outing him on this. So is it is somebody upset is there something that, is there a political point trying to be made? That's the first thing that really went to my mind. Is it because he's, I know he's working with Meek Mills and, and he's doing some criminal things for criminal justice reform. reform. The things that came to my mind, the conspiracy theory in me said, okay, like I know a lot of these men do this stuff. And the fact that he got caught and he's such, he's such, he's so, he's so high on the food chain. These guys usually don't get caught in something like this. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought there's something maybe political going on because of that. The conspiracy theory in me. 
I'm sure there's a little bit of that, Rob. But also, uh, rewind for a second. You just said these guys. Let's just make this very clear. It's all guys, okay? So I'm not gonna say all guys. I'm not claiming that. But yes, <laughs> I, I'm saying I'm saying oh, well, big, here, I, big, I, I, big powerful. Guys. It's your husband. It's your brother. It's your pastor. It's the police officer. It's the teacher. Trust me. Well, there are seven point seven. There's 7.7 billion people in the world right now. Okay. And right. I can tell you that all of them got there the same way. <laughs> right. Exactly. So there's no shortage of, of, of relations going on. And okay. Those okay. Yeah. All in wedlock. And that's a big, huge problem. That's an American problem, really, too, because a lot of time I notice these stories are not that big outside of the United States. Uh, so it's, we have a cultural problem of acting as if things don't happen, acting as if marijuana is a big deal when you go through a neighborhood at night and everybody's smoking weed, you know, and acting, walking out of their house like they're not, you know, um, or everybody's got into the strip club culture, but acting like when they go back to the VIP room, they're not having sex nine times out of 10. Like, come on, people, wake up. Let's just be real with each other here and just say that this stuff is happening all the time. Robert Kraft, who cares? This is a small charge. He'll pay First of all, he shouldn't even be having to account for this anyway. Like you said, it should be legal. It should be, you know, just like every other thing, regulated and whatnot. Make sure there's no kids involved. There's no abuse factors going on. But for the most part, the, the, the people that really should be highlighted here is the, um, the Asian culture uh, of these spas that are, that are going on here in the United States, which are trafficking these women. Yes, they are. They are. Taking they their are. <clears throat> and making them live in the spas. It's not a Florida problem. It's not a Jupiter problem. It is happening all across the United States. And, and it's not just, and by the way, it's not just with uh, sex workers. This happens with a lot of different workers that they actually do this to. And yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a problem of poverty. And it's also a problem of our broken immigration system. I have to just, I have to just throw that yeah. in there because all the problem, those problems are actually all related to each other. But, and the funny thing is, though, is um, it is a cultural issue. It is mainly happening in these Asian establishments. And the funny thing is they seem to be getting away with it all of the time and it's right in front of your face so let's figure out why how is that happening over and over again all across the country but yet we're focusing on let's say mexicans who i've never seen being an indentured servitude slavery or anything like that and we're calling we're, we're highlighting them and deporting them you know as fast as we possibly can when uh when this is such an obvious problem that everybody knows about including law enforcement because law enforcement is actually going there too so go ahead jimmy like saying what's up they quit quickly Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the immigration issue—you you really touched touched it there because the the reason why the worker can be exploited in any of these situations is because they have no recourse to go to an authority. Um, if they weren't considered to be here illegally, if they weren't smuggled here, or if they were brought here legally and then made to overstay, or or their documents taken or if they weren't in a trade that is considered to be illegal, so therefore if they go to the police, they'll be the ones getting arrested, then right. you end up enabling, again, you're, you're, you're enabling the bad actors. There's going to be bad actors in any society whatsoever. Any group of people, you put five people together, one of those is going to be a bad guy or a girl. You know, whatever, how, no, that's how it's going to go. And so when you're setting up rules in a society, you're trying to make sure you can marginalize the bad person or at least limit how much trouble they can cause and let everybody else do their thing. And it's not going to involve all that stuff. Right now, we have rules that are set up for purposes that are not having an orderly or a free society. We, this isn't about 
freedom. This isn't about, hey, we need to do this so that um, because people are reckless. This is nothing about that. This is just a matter of control. And because, as you said, our immigration uh, is broken, where we have people here that are undocumented and therefore can be easily exploited, or because we have rules in place that make consensual acts between adults illegal, then they're ripe for exploitation. No, so right. That's exactly right. Where people can be exploited and again, bring this stuff to the light. And, and the, the, the bad actors are marginalized and the people who just want to follow the rules can, can, can make money. I actually believe that the system, immigration and, and these laws are broken, as you said, on purpose because they benefit these folks. I believe that is on purpose. It's of easier course. to exploit people to do that. It's easier to exploit workers if, if they know, uh, if, if, if your employers know that there's nothing you can do to go after somebody, uh, to go after your boss, if they say, well, you got to work uh, 10 hours for free and you're not going to do anything about it because if you do, I'm going to call ICE. You got, exactly. And they, well, say, same thing with sex workers. There's a fundamental misunderstanding people have in terms of, of, of laws and, and law and order. You don't make something illegal and then it goes away. People are going to do, people are doing the same things they're doing now that they've always been doing. It's not a matter of you make it illegal and people stop doing it. That doesn't work. They tried that with alcohol. It didn't work. They've tried it with drugs. Doesn't work. You try it with anything. If people are doing it now and you make it illegal tomorrow, you know what? People are still going to be doing it. They're just going to be doing it illegally. And so when you're making something illegal, you're, you need to make things that are illegal that cause harm to someone or that are reckless. You know, if you're out beating on people, that should be illegal because you can't deprive that person of their life and their liberty. Or if you're being reckless, if you, you know, make yourself in a position where you can't control yourself and then you're out operating a plane, then that's a problem. That's reckless. You can, you can harm other people because you're not capable of doing what you need to do. But once you start going beyond that, well, and obviously stealing things like that. But once you start going beyond that, where you're, you're, you're doing something to someone else to deprive them or you're just being reckless to the point where you could, then you start creating a system of law that is that's removed from any rational exercise of having a free and just society. And that, this is not about that. This is about if we're trying to stop sex workers that are underage, which we should, if we're trying to stop trafficking of women, uh, then, which we should, then we need to isolate the people that do that. We cannot put a bunch of other people around that aren't doing those things and put them all in the same bucket so we give those guys cover. We make it so they can hide amongst that. And that, to me, is, is as obvious as it gets. But I also don't have an agenda where I'm trying to enforce laws from some other source that are not something that everybody has agreed on. That's, you know, if you look at other countries, if you, look at, if you look at Switzerland, Switzerland has sex workers and they're actually unionized and you know guaranteed what wow. has to happen. They're, they're unionized. You know how much you have to pay and it's regulated. And if you go anywhere outside of that, you're in deep trouble, which I, which I think is going towards your model. So it's, you're saying, you know, regulate it, bring it to the light of day. If you do anything outside of that, then you will meet harsh penalties as you should. And it'll be easier to find the bad guys. We, we, we see that play out in, in, in other countries, but we America- see it play out here. Look yeah. at alcohol. Alcohol is the perfect example. When it was, alcohol was illegal, it was a criminal enterprise. You enabled criminals to make money on it. Drugs now, they're a criminal enterprise. You enable criminals to make people who otherwise would, you know, don't have a problem breaking the law um, or who are forced into situations where that they feel like that's their only option, that you, you make it a profitable enterprise. Weed would not be worth a lot of money if it was legal. And th think about cocaine is worth more than gold by weight. 
more than gold and it grows. It's something you can make and grow. It's, it's just crazy. And it's only because of the prohibition. And, and the, with the sex workers, it's the same thing. You make it illegal and you put the people in control of it who don't have society's best interests or the people who are in it best interests at all. And they are trying to exploit it and they're exploiting us. We're the, we're the suckers because we're creating the situation that allows the people to exploit it to thrive. Interestingly enough, Senator Kamala Harris was in the news this week, uh, pretty much agreeing with you and uh, also agreeing with C. She, uh, she said it very politically correct, but essentially she said she opened the door for sex workers being legal, being protected. And so we're going to make her our disruptor of the week. I'm sure a lot of people are, she's going to get criticized for that, but <laughs> she certainly did. She Don't was bold. Say. No, <laughs> I'm sure she's going to make some, some folks upset, but the fact that this is opened up now to to a presidential race, does that say that maybe that people are open to seeing this differently and maybe it can actually go about looking at this differently and actually approaching this to where we can actually figure out how to solve it? Or is this just Senator Kabbalah Harris looking for a way to get into the news or is it both? No, I think it's both, man, because the funny thing is, is that comes to mind when these things come up is the hypocrisy beyond, behind all of this. So, um, these people aren't just creating incomes out of air. The money is, is coming. It's just, it's still, it's like so funny to me also, like you're, you're talking about like drug trafficking and all these other things that are illegal. And, and, you know, you have someone like Donald Trump saying, we got to keep the drugs out. I'm like, hold up. The America wants the drugs. <laughs> you, know, we, you know what I mean? Like I know a lot of people that want the drugs here. You know what I mean? Like they're not just, the, the drugs aren't coming over, just floating in the air. There is the man. <laughs> And you think there's demand for that? I mean, wait, wait till you see the honest demand for. Look, look at, look at, uh, look at the sex industry now. Look at, look at Pornhub. Look at uh, the sex stores. Look at the strip clubs. They're packed. They're making money hand over fist. You know, so the demand is there. So for people to try to regulate this and discredit that is insane to me. And it's very difficult for me to have a conversation with them because um, it, it it seems like we're almost like living in, in like Puritan times or something. Whereas, uh, whereas if this thing, this stuff, this stuff isn't happening and there's no desire for it. So I think we're ready for the conversation. Um, if you Which look was at a delusion Kamala, also. That was a delusion too. Exactly. Well, that's how the mind works. If you look at hip hop culture, top 40 music, everything that is trend setting now, um, all people want to talk about is being in the strip club, getting women, doing this, doing that, which is basically talking about prostitution because that's all it is. And, uh, and yeah, I think we're trending towards that. And we might as well have the discussion now. And anybody who says that we shouldn't, I'm kind of looking at them as a side eye because, you know, I always say if I meet somebody and their vice isn't super, you know, isn't easy to figure out, and I'm, then I'm really afraid. So, um, you know, I, I, I agree. I think that with her, I think it is time to have the conversation and move on. Well, well that's I'll say, I'll say this. You, 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 mentioned, um, you had previously mentioned that uh, progress is slow in, in, our, in our country by design. And, and, and I think yes, that's a good that's thing. A good thing. Uh, but yep. at the same time, um, I think this is one of those issues where people just hear whatever or see what they want to see. Um, I don't think you're changing minds on this. Um, my view is one purely just on I, I, I value freedom. I think your freedom stops when you start infringing other people's rights. And so consensual things between people, I just don't think we should be spending our tax dollars and our resources and our, our brain power trying to figure out ways to, 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 to make those illegal. And, so let me play the other side of this. Let me play the other oh, side yeah, of this. Please. Cause, cause, cause you know, the, the, there will be folks that would argue that inherently that there's going to be a 
power dynamic relationship that, you know, those who are the prostitutes who are there, who are poor are going to be exploited and they don't have the ability to protect themselves. I mean, is that, is that, well, see, that's, that's, that's the analogy that's, I draw to the NFL. Um, that's a lot of people who, who have physical abilities that put them in an elite place and a willingness to go and, and bang their heads and, and use that. And a lot of them are exploited. There are a lot of them are exploited. Look at the NCAA. You think the NCAA isn't exploiting college athletes? Uh, the Something we will definitely get athletes? to. Um, and the, 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 they get some notoriety. They get a scholarship. They, get, they each get the same scholarship. That's about as anti-capitalist as I've ever heard where the better players don't get more than, than the average or the, the, the mediocre players. They all get the same. It's called price fixing, which is in most places in a free market society considered bad, but we like it with the NCAA for some reason. So exploitation happens. That's capitalism. Uh, and the people who are doing the exploiting are generally the capitalists. That's how it works. And so when you're, you're the labor in that sense, you're trying to create as good of a scenario as you can out of that circumstance. So you say they need a unionization? Yes. Well, no, I mean, well, no, unionization, unionization, like you brought up in Switzerland, if they use unions and things like that. So there are ways that workers can, can mobilize and, and get a more fair shake. But exploitation is going to happen in any industry. And exploitation of people's bodies happens every day, and we watch it on television. It's just that particular type. We, we generally in America are very comfortable with violence and very prudish about sex for whatever reason. You know, I don't know why that is. Like people are okay with a three-year-old watching people get blown up. But then if that three-year-old sees like, you know, a butt cheek, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, you know? And so for whatever reason, now I, mean, I don't, I couldn't tell you why that is, but in any event, this is America, <laughs> in any event, <laughs> the exploitation fact, it's going to happen. And it's not like by making it illegal, you're not, you're going to lessen, you're going to lessen exploitation. You're actually going to increase it because the kid, then you put the person who is the labor at a disadvantage because if they're treated poorly, they can't unionize. They can't talk to other ones and say, Hey, we're going to strike or whatever. Because, because you're a prostitute, you shouldn't be doing that is what people will exactly. say. Exactly. Nobody's, Nobody's going to have any sympathy for you. So, but again, I, I think that this is just one of those issues that whoever you, whatever you came into thinking, you're going to leave thinking. Um, and so hopefully as time goes on, people are just less offended by it. Um, and so therefore we can just get, again, more of a, a society that's, that, that we can live up to the land of the free. Right. All right. So we, that was definitely a disruptive topic. Uh, you can always tune in. <laughs> James Keys, Carlton Washington, Rob Richardson here with you as the host. Disruption Now, The Breakdown. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.